Amen. Well, today is our second part on our series Tough Times Don't Last. How many of you are thankful that tough times don't last? Amen. And the Bible tells us in the Old Testament and in the New Testament that tough times will come. Now we don't need to be excited about that. But that is just life. You know tough times are going to come to each and every one of us. But if your life is in Christ Jesus, then the truth is, is that you have help to overcome in tough times. You can know that tough times will never be more than what you can handle. And the reason is because our God is faithful. Amen. Say God is faithful. He is so faithful. And he will do what he promised to do. If we will put our hope and our trust in him, it will be a supernatural flow that we will find ourselves walking in where the tough times will come but we will not be moved we will walk through we will not be thrown off course we will fulfill the plan of God for our lives and we need to know that God will give you all that you need to get through through every situation. And like we talked about last week, the way that you see your problem will determine what kind of outcomes you have in your life. Amen. How you see things determines what happens to you. And so it's not about what happens to you that is the problem. It's what you do with what happens to you. You know, a few years ago, I was visiting a friend of mine while I was in the States. And uh, he has diabetes. He's a pastor. He has diabetes. And there is a nurse that is in his church. And she comes by a couple times a week and checks his blood. And so I was staying there with him she showed up one morning and uh, she you know she pokes him with the little thing and then takes blood from his finger and I thought you know maybe I should do that and so I asked James I said James does that hurt and he said, oh, not really. And so I thought, well, okay, well, maybe I'll do it too. But then I started thinking about it. And I remembered when I was a little guy and they poked my finger and it's, it hurt so bad. And so I was standing there waiting for her to finish with James. The insides of me started rolling around. And I started getting nervous. And then she said, okay, well now it's your turn. And I said, no, I don't think I want to do it. And she said, what's wrong? And she, said, and she took my hand and pulled it to her. 
And I said, no, I said, I don't want to do it. And she said, what's wrong with you? You're a grown man. She said, you'll jump out of an airplane, but you won't let me prick your finger with a little needle? Because a couple years ago, I was really big into skydiving. I would do that every weekend. Skydiving is something. That's what it is. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the more I thought about it, the worse and worse it was getting on the inside of me. And so, finally, she grabbed my hand. I said, No, 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 wait, 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 wait. And then both James and her grabbed my hand, and then she did it, and I was like, No! And I was nervous and I was sweating. My, my stomach, I was about to lose my breakfast. And then once she did it, I was like, that's it. That's all it was. That's all that I've just ruined my whole morning about. And I told her, I said, well, that's nothing. I could do that again right now. And, and her, my friend James and this nurse, they laughed about it for the next three days while I was there. About how scared I was from a little tiny nail prick in my finger. Because I had worked myself up so much that I, in my head it was like, this is going to kill me. But really, it was nothing. And she was able to check my blood and I was fine, thank you Jesus. But, but you know, I was, I was so nervous because of the way that I processed what was about to happen. It had not even happened yet but my whole life was upside down for five minutes. And so this, this tells us how we see things. How we see the situations around us determines how we're going to react to those things. If I would have just stayed at peace, if I would have just been calm and just gave her my finger, it would have been over in Five seconds. But instead, after five minutes, I had to go change my shirt because I was so nervous and sweaty and wet. Because I was afraid. Afraid of what might happen. Afraid of some pain that I might feel. Even though when she did it, I hardly felt anything. And so the truth is, we work ourselves up so many times in life. And what we think in our heads can paralyze us in our life. Isn't that true? 
What you think in your head can paralyze you from doing the right thing. You know, if we hear something in the news about the economy, or we hear something about our health, and we start thinking about the worst that's going to happen from that, and we get all worked up and we get all nervous, and even though nothing has changed we change because of what we heard right because of the way we process. And we all know that we've been through some tough stuff already. You know, we've already come through some hard times in our life. But here comes another hard time and we get all worked up about it. And you need to know that it's, that it's by grace that you've made it through this far and it's by grace that you're going to be able to continue on Amen. Amen. and so we need to trust that God is going to show up for us no matter what the situation and I'll, I'll make this statement here this morning and I'll probably quote it over the next several weeks but tough times won't last. But tough people do. Amen. Tough times won't last, but tough people do. And I want you to know that we can be tough people. We don't want to just tell you, you know, to be tough. We want to tell you how to be tough. Right? You know, there would be times in my life when I was, you know, freaking out a little bit as a little boy when I was nervous about something. My dad would say, toughen up, boy. Right? Get tough. Get tough. And so a lot of times I would be like, yeah, but you don't understand. There's this and there's this and there's this and I'm worried about that. And those people think, get tough, boy. Right? And I was like, how? And so I don't want to just come to church today and tell you to be tough. We're giving you this series to tell you how to be tough. Tough times don't last. But you need to know that it's possible for tough times to get even worse. And, and you know, it can can be spiritual, mental, emotional. Tough times can affect every area of your life, and you know that. But the factor that, 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 that allows tough times to either get, you know, prolong and stay 
Aga see faktor, mis võib põhjustada seda, et need rasked ajad muutuvad tulemaks või jäävad püsima. Or to change and to get better. Või muutuda ja ja muutuda paremuse poole. The factor that 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 deals with all that is your level of preparation. How are you prepared for what is coming today is going to determine how you face today. And if you are uninformed or if you're misinformed or if you're not equipped to face what it is you're going to face if you lack strength if you make a wrong decision if you're going the wrong way then all those things can cause a tough time to last even longer. When you're not in a place to be able to stand on God's word and tough times come your life is going to be like the house that's built on the sand and we know the end of that story. You're not going to stand the storm. You need to get back on the rock. And so the, our level of preparation is going to determine how long tough times will last. And listen, your problems are real. Your problems are real. But let me tell you this. So is your God. Amen. Your God is real, he's alive, and he cares about you. And there are some things that we need to trust him for. And we just put our focus on what is possible. We don't focus on the problem. We focus on the promise. Amen. And you're facing the difficulty, but you look past it to the answer. And you're not complaining. Amen. But you're looking ahead saying, I know God will bring me through. You know, when we look at a rose bush, we don't complain that a rose bush has thorns. We're thankful that a rose bush has roses. Amen. So it's, it's how you look at something. It's what you focus on. That's going to determine how you, you see that thing and how you approach it. And so we need to know that God will come and help us. And then we need to thank God for helping us. We need to ask God to help us. Because he promised. And so you ask God to reveal the, the truth to you. So that you can go forward and that you can make it through. And what you ask God reveals what's really in your heart. If you listen to somebody pray, it will show you what's in their heart. If you listen to some, if, let's say, if you listen to yourself pray, it will tell you what's in your heart. Are you really focused on the problem? 
Kas oled keskendunud probleemile? Oh God, this person. Oh Jumal, see inimene. I hate that person. Ma vihkan seda inimest. Lord, I know you love that person, but I don't know why. Isand, ma tean, et sa armastad seda inimest, aga ma ei mõista, miks sa seda teed. I wish that you would destroy my enemy. Ma soovin, et sa hävitaksid mu vaenlase. Remove my enemy. Kõrvataksid mu vaenlase. Defeat my enemy. Võidaksid ära mu vaenlase. Give me strength for my enemy. Annaksid mulle jõudu mu vaenlase vastu. You know, if you listen to yourself pray. Ja kui sa kuulad ise ennast palvet, you'll know what's in your heart. But if you look past that and you're talking about the promises or you're thanking God for, for the victory, you'll know that your eyes are not on the problem but your eyes are on the answers. And so many people, they don't ask God to help. Ja paljud inimesed ei palu, et Jumal neid aitaks. And they, many people don't pray. Ja paljud inimesed üldse ei paleta. Because what's in their heart and, and their faith see, et mis on nende südames, mis on nende usus they are not where they should be. Nad ei, nad, mis puudutad nende südand, mis puudutad nende usku, nad ei ole seal, kus nad peaksid olema. Amen. Amen. Your heart and your faith need to be on God. Ja sinu usk ja sinu süda peaks olema Jumalale suunatud. If it's not on God, if it's on something else, you're going to go start going down the wrong path. Ja kui sa ei suuda neid Jumalale, kui sa on suunatud kusagile mujal, siis hakkad minema mööda vale teed. And if the devil can get you off of the path of God for your life, he'll start throwing more and more problems at you. Ja kui kurat saab sind ära meelitada selle teed, mis Jumal on sinu jaoks valmis pannud, siis sa saab su ellu tuua ka rohkem ja rohkem probleeme. And so we need to be strong. Ja me peab olema tugevad. We need to be strong. Me peame olema tugevad. So that when the tough times come, we will last. Et kui rasked ajad tulevad, me jääme püsima. And the problems won't. Ja probleemid ei jää püsima. Amen. Amen. We'll last. Me jääme püsima. And the problems won't. Aga probleemid ei jää püsima. And so to be tough, et selleks, et olla tugev, you need to have strength. Peame olema jõud. And there, you know, in, in life, just look at the natural things. Kui me vaatame elus lihtsalt füüsilistel asjadele. There are some things that a child can do. On asju, mida üks laps võib teha. And there's other things that a man can do. Ja on asju, mida üks mees võib teha. Determined by their strength. Ja, ja selle määrab ära, milline on nende jõud. Each of us has different things that we're to carry in our lives. Ja me kõik kanname oma elus erinevaid asju. God knows where you're at. Ja Jumal teab, kus sa pärast oled. God knows what you can carry and he knows what you can't carry. Ja Jumal teab, mida sa suudad kanda, mida sa ei suuda kanda. And God is not going to cause the problems to come that you're not able to handle. Ja Jumal ei lase tulla sinu elu selliseid probleeme, millega sa hakkama ei saaks. You need to know that anything that comes to you in your life, sa pead teadma, et kõik, mis sind sinu elus tabab, you are going to be able to manage. But there are some things that God's not going to allow to come to you because you can't manage it right now. And so strength is the real issue for us. Your strength that you have in life is going to determine your success or your failure. And so the problem is not your problem. The question is strength. The question is strength. And so here in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10, I want to read this out of the New Living. Ja õpetus sõnad 24.10, me loeme seda uuest elavast tõlkest. It says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Kui sa surve läbi kukud, on su jõud liiga väike. If you fail under pressure, kui sa, kui sa surve läbi kukud, your strength 
is too small. If you falter in times of trouble or if you cave in in your life, Et kui sa uh, oma probleemid all näelda kokku varised või või näelda koopasse uh, ronid. The, the Bible is telling us the problem is not our problem. Ja Bible ütleb meile, et meie probleemiks ei ole mitte probleem ise. Strength is the problem. Vai probleemiks on see, kas meil on jõud või ole või tugevus. If you don't have strength, kui sul ei ole tugevust, your problem is a big problem. Siis sinu probleem on suur probleem. If you have strength, the problems are no problem. It's all about strength. And so if, if my strength isn't small, then I'm not going to fall in the times of trouble. You know, so many people want to make the problem the problem. Because of what they hear on the news. Because of the things that we see. Because of things that somebody might have done for, to us. But the problem is not really what matters. Your strength is what matters. Your strength is what matters. If you have enough strength, the problem is not a problem. If you don't have any strength, then anything is a problem. And so you might be thinking about your life and you might be thinking about the problems that you have. And you might say to yourself, I am strong, but I've got all these problems. Pastor just doesn't understand. But I want you to just declare this right now. Say, my problem is not my problem. My problem is not my problem. Amen. Your problem is not your problem. It's, it's about strength. Say, I need strength. I need strength. Amen. That's what you need to get through to the other side. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 14. And this is out of the Amplified here. It says, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can rise up or bear? Let's read that again. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can rise up and bear? What is going to give you the strength? It's talking about the spirit of man. It's the spirit of man. With a healthy, strong spirit, you will be able to conquer any trouble. But if you have a crushed spirit on the inside, you better be concerned about your future. <laughs> if your spirit is not able to sustain you in a tough time, 
There needs to be some alarms going off in your life and you better get fixed. And so my point is this. The real strength that you have in your life it's not an outer strength. It's an inner strength. The real strength that you need every day is not outer strength. But it's inner strength. Having a strong spirit that will sustain you through anything this day will throw at you. And so you, you, you need to be bigger on the inside than anything that can show up on the outside. Amen. That's my goal in life. Ja see on minu elus. Is that I will always be bigger inside than anything that the devil will put in my life. Puha, asi kurat, uh, elu. So that my problems are no problem. Et, et mitte and I can just keep moving them out of the way or keep moving over. Ma neid ja edasi minna. Or walking through. Minna läbi. But I'm not going to focus on the problem. Aga ma ei because I know that I have the strength to overcome. Sest ma tean, et mul on need ära võita. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says this. Teise kaks üks ütleb nii. Again out of the Amplified. It says, so you might my son, be strong, strengthened inwardly in the grace and spiritual blessings that is found only in Christ Jesus. Let me read this again. So you, my son, be strong, strengthened inwardly in the grace and the spiritual blessing that is found only in Christ Jesus. Where are we to be strong? Inwardly. Inwardly. In the spiritual blessings that come from where? Grace. Grace. The, the real strength that you're going to have in your life is only found in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only one who will give you strength for everything you'll ever face. And we're going to talk about different aspects of strength as we go on in this series. But here is the foundation for strength in your life. Grace. Say grace. Grace. You need grace. You need the grace of God. The grace of God is going to give you strength. We should be strengthened inwardly by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so strength is called grace. If you want strength, you need grace. And grace works inwardly. Grace works inwardly. Grace strengthens you on the inside. And this grace can only be found 
from Jesus. This inner strength is only going to be found when you're walking with the Lord. And it's where you need it. The strength comes where you need it. On the inside. You know, have you ever gotten bad news before and you felt weak? Where do you feel weak? On the inside. Right? You hear, you hear bad news, your body doesn't just get weak. Even though you might have to sit down after you hear the bad news. Why? Because inwardly, you're just already giving up. Inwardly, you're like, what am I going to do now? And if you don't have the inner strength, then just what you hear can take you out of your day. It doesn't even matter if it's true or not yet. You've heard it and you've already responded. And you're already thinking about the very worst scenario that can come out. Right? Have you ever been walking along during your day and you get a pain in your knee? And what is your first thought? Ooh, I need to go to the doctor because this could be really bad. I might have cancer of the knee. I need to go talk to somebody about this. And a few minutes later you're okay because it was just a cramp. What is the first thing we think of? A lot of times your mind will take you to the worst case scenario. And what happens? We just give up. I can't do it. Life is so hard. And what we're doing is we're allowing the problem to be more than what we can handle. Because inwardly we have no strength. Grace works on the inside to strengthen you on the inside. And so we need to realize that we need grace as a foundation for our lives. Grace needs to be the dominant factor as you walk through your life. That means that you're focusing on grace. You're believing for grace every day. And that grace is found in Jesus. And that grace will strengthen you on the inside. James chapter 4 verse 6 again out of the Amplified says this. It says and he gives us more and more grace. Through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and to live obedient lives. That reflect both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. So James is telling us we need to live in a way that we show our faith. And we need to live in a way to show that we are thankful for our salvation that we receive from Jesus. 
And it says, but he will give us more and more grace to do that. Let's believe the Lord for more grace. You know how to get through tough times? You know how you've made it here this far in your life? You better know that it's by the grace of God. It's not because you're so smart. Or it's not just because of your mama or your daddy. You need to know it's the grace of God that has got you here. And so we need to call on the grace of God. And grace will strengthen you when you are humble enough to receive it. Grace will strengthen you in your life if you'll receive that grace to get through whatever situation you face. And I don't know about you, but if God has given out grace, I want to be in line to receive it. Right? I want to every day, God, I thank you that there's grace for today. I thank you that you strengthen me for this day. I thank you that I have all I need for this day. And you know where I'm going to be tomorrow? I'm going to be in line for more grace. God, thank you for grace. Thank you that you helped me through this day. We need to keep our focus on God's grace. Because we know tough times are coming. And we need to be able to make it through the tough times and we need to be able to keep our eyes on him. Jesus will give you the strength if you're humble enough to receive it. We need to get to the place in our life where we understand we can't do it all by ourselves. That in every situation we look up and we say, Lord, I need you. I need you today. I can't do this on my own. I need some help. And Jesus will give you the strength. And, and you know, it's, it's not just for like special people. It's not for those that go to Bible school. Grace is not for those that are good for four days in a row. Grace is not just for those that help the old ladies. Grace is for those that will seek it and be humble enough Amen. That's who has grace. Those are the people that walk in their lives under a, a, a supernatural covering. And he gives strength through grace that comes only from Jesus. And so this God of ours, the Bible said is the God of all grace. Amen. That means you're not going to get grace anywhere else because he has it all. And he will give you more and more grace if you'll receive it. You just need to say, God, I need it. I need grace. And he will give you more and more and more grace. 
You need grace for today, for tomorrow, for next week, for next month, for next year. You need grace. You better be asking God for grace. You better be humbling yourself saying, I can't do it without you. Do you know that's what humility is? It's just admitting I can't do it without you. That's what humility is. Humility is not somebody that has, you know, is, is poor and lonely. You know, sometimes we get a, the wrong mentality of somebody that's humble. Well, that's a very humble man. He's poor and lives by himself and never talks to anybody. He's so humble. No, that's called stupidity. Because the Bible says we are not meant to be alone. And the Bible says that we are meant to have more than enough. And through Jesus Christ, He's provided that. And so, for us to not receive that is just us saying, Jesus, you're not you're not enough for me. And so, don't get a wrong view of humility. Humility just means God, I can't do this by myself. I need you. You know, as a pastor of this church, that's my prayer every day. I can't do this by myself, Lord. I need you. I hope with you and your life, that's your prayer every day. And I don't understand grace. But I am in awe of grace. Amen. I don't understand it, but it blows me away every day. Grace is something that is supernatural. And I need it. You need it. We as, a, as the body of Christ need it. Because without it, we're weak. Without grace, we're just like anybody else in the world. Without grace... You know, why even, why even be saved? Listen, without grace, you can't be saved. Hello? So we need the grace. We need grace to be saved. We need grace to function in this life. And the reason we're going to be able to function... Is the grace of God is going to give us the strength every day. And so we want to learn about this so that we can begin to change things in our lives. And then we're going to be able to deal with our problems. We're going to start to see our problems correctly. And then we can rise above some things and start to really live. We can have that life that Jesus was talking about, that abundant life. Abundant life doesn't mean you don't have problems. Abundant life just means you rise above everything that, that you face. And so we want to be the people who know how to 
tap into and access the grace of God. Kes teavad, kuidas pääseda ligi Jumala armule. I want you to know how to overcome. Ja ma tahan, et sa teaksid, kuidas võita. And so we are wanting to learn this. Et me tahame seda õppida. You know, Hosea chapter 4 tells us this. Hosea neljas peadujük ütleb meile seda. Says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Et, me, et minu rahvas hävib tarkuse või teadmiste puudusel. And, and so it implies that, that if you have knowledge, you won't be destroyed. Ja sa annab mõista seda, et kui meil on teadmised, et siis me ei hävi. The Bible says if you don't have knowledge, you'll be destroyed. If we know, that means we're not going to be destroyed. I don't want you as, as God's children to be destroyed and so we learn these things, so we know these things. Amen. That's why we're here. It's because we want to have more knowledge so we can access more grace. Listen. The ignorance of the oppressed is the strength of the oppressor. The ignorance of the oppressed is the strength of the oppressor. When somebody doesn't know who they are and what belongs to them, that means somebody else could come into their life and rule them. If you don't know what's rightfully yours, then you'll let somebody else take it from you. I don't want you to be ignorant of the will of God. Jesus told us this. Said that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. I don't want you to be oppressed. I don't want you to, to be one that just hears the lies of the enemy and believes that. The thoughts that come against your situation and you say, oh, that's probably true. I'm probably not going to make it this time. We're probably going to have to just give up everything now. Just because you had a thought. You need to know the truth. Because the truth is what's going to set you free. What's the truth about you? The truth is you're a child of the, the, the Most High God. The truth is you have grace in, available to you to help you to overcome anything. The truth is his peace is your peace. The truth is his joy can be your joy. So the truth is we can access some greater things than what we see. And so we don't just focus on what we see, we focus on the greater things. And it's through grace that we receive. And so it's important for us to know the truth. Proverbs chapter 24 again verse 5 out of the Amplified says this. It says, a, a wise man is strong, and a man of knowledge increases strength of his power. 
ja parem kui tugev inimene ja teadmiste inimene kasvatab ja tugedab oma jõudu. Amen. So a wise man is strong. Et tark inimene on tugev. A wise man is strong. Tark inimene on tugev. That doesn't mean he has strength in his muscles. Ei tähenda, et tal on kõvad musklid. A wise man is strong on the inside. Because he knows the truth about something. There's some subjects in your life that you know a lot about, and when we talk about those subjects, you're strong in the conversation. If we start talking about what you know about, you're like, yeah, well, I was yeah about right there, yeah. But if we're talking about something you don't know, we just sit there quietly. Right? We don't want to open our mouth and show our ignorance even more. So when we're talking about something that we don't know about, we let other people talk and we just listen. Until we come back to a subject that we know about and we're like, and yeah, yeah. So a wise man is strong on the inside. And a man of knowledge increases and strengthens what he has. Yeah, yeah. Man of knowledge. Strengthens what he has. When you have knowledge and wisdom working together in your life, then you are going to be doing great things in your life. It's not just enough to have knowledge. You need to have wisdom to applying to that knowledge. Right? You can know everything there is to know about how to drive a car by reading a book. You can read a book and find out how a combustion engine works. You can know everything in every part of the engine. But until you take that knowledge and apply that knowledge to actual driving, then you don't know how to drive. Right? You know, no, no, you take the wheel and you turn it one way, the car goes, and you turn the other and the car goes that way. If I want to go left, I turn left. I want to go right, I turn right. I know how to drive. Ja ma tean, kuidas sõita, kui ma tahan sõita vasakule poolis, ma keenan rooli vasakule, kui ma tahan sõita paremale poolis. If I want to go forward, I push the gas. If I want to stop, I push the brake. Kui ma tahan sõita edasi, ma võetan kaasipedaali, kui ma tahan peatuses, ma võetan pidurile. But just because you know how. Aga lihtsalt see, et sa tead, kuidas see käib. Knowledge is not enough. You need to start applying the knowledge to gain wisdom. Ja sellest nüüd teadmist, because you want to become like me because I am a great driver. I will scare you if you drive with me because ja, I'm so good. You need to see my car and then you'll understand. But when, when we drive, 
That is applied wisdom. Siis or that's sä, applied knowledge. Sorry. Siis, siis that means that we, we have some wisdom. In your life, elus. you can know everything there's to know about his problem with his wife and you can fix his problem. And you can fix this problem. York, I know what you need to do for your wife. And I know the way that you need to treat her. And you need to say this, you need to do that, and you should do all these things that I read in this book. So you can fix his problem. Until you get married. And then you're like, York, tell me exactly, what did you do? How, how did you get through that? As long as you have knowledge without wisdom, it's not going to do you much good. I don't want to have people around me that just have knowledge because it drives me crazy. What I want around me are people who are wise. I want to get some wisdom in my life. I want to surround myself with men who have gone through what I'm or have already gone through what I'm going through right now. Amen. Amen. Why? Because they have wisdom. They don't just know. You talk to any 20-year-old, he'll tell you because he knows it all. Well, you just need to do this and this and this and this and you'll have a happy marriage, York. Well, what do you know about women? Well, I've, I've dated this girl for two days now. Right? <laughs> But he'll know everything to fix your marriage. He'll know everything how to fix your finances. Oh, if you just do this and this and this and save there and, and, and put money in the stock market and you'll, you'll be fine. Well, how much money do you have? Well, I think I've got five euros in my pocket. <laughs> you can know something, but until you apply what you know, it's useless. I want us to become strong. We need to guard what we focus on. And we need to focus on truth. We need to focus on the promises. We need to keep our focus on Jesus. Stop focusing on the problem all the time. We need to come to church to learn what we need to keep our eyes on. Keep our eyes on the promises. Keep our eyes on what, what God has already said can ha- we can have in our and if you're always focused on the problem then your life is going to be centered around your problems because what you focus on is going to dominate your life and you could have two people at the same place in life and both of them face the same problem 
täpselt sama probleemiga. And you could have one of them that the problem becomes the biggest thing that's ever happened. Ja ühe inimese jaoks võib see probleem muutuda kõige suuremaks asjaks, mis ta kunagi on olnud. focused on the problem. Sest ta on keskendunud selle probleemile. But you could have somebody else that that problem doesn't even phase them and they just keep right on moving. Aga teisel inimese jaoks see probleem ei ole mitte midagi, ta läheb lihtsalt edasi. Because they're looking past the problem to the answer. Sest ta vaatab sellest probleemist ja mööda vastuse peale. And I want us to be the type of people that focus on the answer. Ja mina tahan, et me oleksime sellised inimesed, kes keskenduvad vastusele. And we need to keep our eyes on grace. Ja me peame hoidma oma silmad armul. We need to believe God for grace every day. Me peame iga päev uskuma Jumalat armu. The grace that strengthens us on the inside. Seda armu, mis teeb meid tugevaks seismisel. Focus on that. Keskendu sellele. Make sure you're plugged into the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ole kindel, et sa oled ühenduses selle Isandi Eesuse Kristuse armuga. That you're receiving from that power, not trying to receive from something else. Et sa saad sellest väeallikast, et sa ei püüa saada kusagilt mõjalt. And that strength that comes through grace. Ja see tugevus, mis tuleb selle armu läbi. Is going to make your problem no problem. See muudab sinu probleemi sellise, et see ei olegi mingi probleem. Amen. Grace makes our problems become no problem. Ja arm teeb seda, et meie probleem muutub olemata. And this strength is available to you today. Ja see jõud, tugevus on meile kätte saadava, say, kätte saada tänase päeval. Say grace is mine. Ütle, arm kuulub mulle. Arm kuulub Amen. mulle. Grace is mine. Arm on minu. Grace is mine. Arm on minu. Grace is mine. Arm on minu oma. Oh, I thank God for grace. Ja ma tänan Jumala, et arm on. I thank God it's more than enough. Ma tänan, et seda on rohkem kui küll. And we can stand and we can believe God for grace. Ja me võime seista ja uskuda Jumalat armu. And so we want to learn about this grace. Need me tahan õppida sellest armust. And so I want to look at look at a guy here named Paul. Ja ma tahan vaadata sellega seoses ühte mees, kelle nimi on Paulus. I want to see what he was facing here in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Ja ma tahan vaadata seda, mis seisis tema ees siin teise Timoteuse kirja neljandas peatükis. Paul, he had been arrested for preaching the gospel. Ja Paulus võite kinni sellest, et ta kuulutus evangeeliumi. He done nothing wrong except for stand up and say Jesus Christ the son of God came and died for you to forgive you of your sin. Ja ta ei teinud mitte midagi valet, vaid ta lihtsalt tõusis ja ütles, et Jeesus Kristus on sunnute eest, et and he made some people angry by saying that and so they arrested him and they put him on trial ja seda tehest ajas mõned inimesed vihale ja nad võtsite kinni ja 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 ta ootas kohtumõistmist and so he's in the middle of his defense of the charges against him ja nüüd on ta kaitsma siis ennast nende süüsistuste vastu mis tema vastu on tõstetud and look here in second timothy chapter 4 verse 16 how they amplify ja vaatame siin teise timoteus it says, at my first trial, no one supported me as an advocate or stood with me, but they all deserted me. Minu esimesel kohtu protsessil ei toetanud mind advokaadina keegega seisund koos minuga, vaid nad kõik jätsid mind maha. May it not be held against them. Ärgu, luge, kui Jumal seda neile süüks. He didn't want that to be held against them. Ja ta ei tahtnud, et seda neile süüks pandaks. Paul had already forgiven them. Paulus oli neile juba anneks annud. But as he is writing to Timothy, he's just telling Timothy what happened. Aga kuna ta kirjutas Timoteus, siis ta rääkis lihtsalt sellest, mis oli juhtunud. He's not complaining here. Ta ei nurise siin. He's just telling the truth. Ta räägib lihtsalt nii nagu asjad olid. And he's saying, everyone that I thought would be with me, Ja ta ütles, et kõik, kelle kohta ma arvasin, et on minuga. Everyone that I thought would encourage me. Kõik, kelle kohta ma arvasin, et nad julgustavad mind. Everyone that I thought would be my support. Kõik, kelle kohta ma arvasin, et nad toetavad mind. They all left me. Jätsid mind kõik maha. But he wasn't done with the story. Aga ta, see lugu ei ole sellega veel läbi. Look at verse 17. Vaadak salmi 17. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened and empowered me. Aga isand seisis mu kõrval ja andis mulle jõudu ning tugevust. 
Let me read that again. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me and empowered me. And if he had strength, that means his problem was no problem. Right? Whatever was facing him that day was no problem because he had strength. See, mis teda ootas, ei tema jaoks üldse midagi, sest tal oli jõudu selle üle. And then the rest of verse 17 says, so that through me the gospel message might be fully proclaimed and that all the Gentiles might hear it and I was rescued from the mouth of the lion. Ja siis 17. salm ütleb siin edasi, et läbi minu evangeeliumi sõnum saaks täielikult kuulutatud ja et kõik paganad võiksid seda kuulda ja mind päästeti lõvi suust. And so he was saved from death. Nii et ta päästeti seal surmast. But the main part of this story was not that the people left him that he thought were his friends. How many have ever had somebody desert you that you thought was going to be there for you? Amen. I think we all have. We've all had somebody we thought was going to be there and they weren't. We thought we could trust in them, but we couldn't. They said, call me any time. We called them at midnight and they said, Pfft. don't bother me. They said, don't bother me. Right? We thought they would be there for us. But they weren't. We all have stories like that. Paul had a story like that. Listen. Jesus had stories like that. You, me, we all have stories. That wasn't the emphasis of Paul. The emphasis was, but Jesus stood by me. I went through a hard time. But I was strengthened because Jesus stood by me. Jesus stood by me. This means uh, you know, that there was something supernatural. Because this is several years after Jesus has already gone to heaven. And so this is not Jesus coming in the flesh and saying, hey Paul, I hear everybody left yet, let's go to court. So Jesus walks into court with him and they're all looking at where did he come from? That's not what happened here. He said the Lord stood by me and strengthened and empowered me. But this was not Jesus in the flesh walking into the room. This right here is the resurrection power on display for everybody to see. That there was an inner strength in Paul that said you can lie and you can accuse me for doing nothing wrong. But let me tell you what I've been 
preaching and what I'm going to continue to preach. And he walked into that courtroom and he preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this is the power and the presence of the Lord that showed up on the inside of him. Strengthening him. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt the Lord on the inside even though nobody else might have known he was strengthening you? You might have been in a conversation where you just felt the Lord leading you to say something and you'd said it and it was awesome. It was awesome. And the person didn't even really know that it was the Lord strengthening you or the Lord giving you the words but you knew or you faced a situation that he gave you wisdom and you knew it was him this is the power and the presence of God showing up for you and this power is available to you today this strength is available to each and every one of us if we'll just ask him and listen let's, let's look, look at this so the Lord stood with me in power and presence and he strengthened me and look what was next so that he strengthened me so that he strengthened me so that so that what so that I might proclaim the gospel he strengthened me so that Paul understood the strength came with a purpose. God doesn't do anything without a purpose. Whatever God does, there's a purpose behind it. And Paul's purpose was to take the message to the world. To take the message of Jesus to the Gentiles. And he said, this is why I... This is why God strengthened me. This is why the Lord showed up for me. For my purpose. For my purpose. And we need to get more focused on our purpose than we're focused on our problems. We can get so focused on our problems. And you know, I'm not saying you don't have problems, you have real problems. But we can get so focused on our problems that you can forget your purpose in life. You get so focused on what's happening that you forget about what you should be doing. And this is what Paul guarded himself against. Because the devil was throwing everything at Paul. He lived a life that nobody wants to live. People say that they want to live Paul's life. No, you don't. I just want to be like Paul. No, you, don't. you can hardly 
deal with it when the bus is five minutes late. <laughs> You're not going to be able to deal with the things Paul had to deal with every day. Oh, but he had so much power and so many miracles. Yeah, but he kept his focus. Where's your focus? Where's your focus? What are you looking at in your times of trouble? We can get so focused on our problem that we miss our purpose. And the reason the Lord strengthened Paul was for his purpose. And sometimes we only want the Lord to help us so that we feel better. And then you know you will feel better but then you still don't do your purpose oh Jesus help me with my cold help me not to get depressed because of what they said help me to be able to have the money to pay my bills and so we just get focused on the problem and we just want to feel better but listen that's not what we need to focus on our focus should not be to feel better but because you know when you're going to feel better you'll feel better when you start focusing on your purpose focus on your purpose not help me because you know I, I have so much to do not, not saying help me because I have so much to do but you need to find out what your purpose is and then you can pray more accurately and you can access more grace and so you're not just saying you know Lord give me more money because I have so much to buy but you're saying Lord bless me so that I could provide for my family and that I could fund the gospel of Jesus Christ through our church Amen. so the the blessing has a purpose not just to make you feel better because you got that new pair of shoes but that you will be doing what it is that God has called you to do in your purpose and so you should be focused on your purpose not on your problem people get so focused on getting relief to find some comfort and we need to realize we need to focus more on what we're called to do by God what I love about reading after the life of Paul is no matter what happened he kept his focus on his calling. Ja, mis mulle meeldib, kui ma loen Paulus elust, et ta üks puha, mis sündis, ta hoidis jätkuvalt oma fookus sellele, milleks Jumal oli ta kutsunud. They would threaten him. Teda ähvardati. They would hurt him. Tehti talle haiget. One time they stoned him and thought he was dead. Ja, teda loobiti kividega ja arvati, et ta on surnud. And he would 
get back up and walk into the town and start preaching again. Ja, ta tõusis üles ja kõndis linna tagasi ja kuulutas evangeeliumi edasi. Who was this guy? Kes see mees küll oli? Why didn't he just go to somewhere where people liked him? Miks ei läinud ta kusagile sinna, kus, inimes, kus ta oleks inimestele meeldinud? And when he found some people that liked him, why didn't he just stay there? Ja kui ta oleks leidnud inimesed, kellele ta meeldis, miks ta siis ei jäänud sinna? It would have been so easy for Paul to stay at Ephesus for the rest of his life. Ja Paulus jaoks oleks palju lihtsam olnud, kui ta oleks terveks eluks jäänud Ephesus. They loved him in Ephesus. Seda armastati seal. He had a huge impact in Ephesus. But he left Ephesus. Because his focus was not on the situation or the problem. His focus was on his purpose. I'm called to go to all the Gentiles and tell them about this Jesus and what he did. And I'm so thankful for what he did for me. I want to tell the whole world. And if I stayed here with you in Ephesus, that means thousands of people would never hear and if he would have stayed in Ephesus who knows if we would even be here today but it's because of Paul going to the world and taking this message all over Europe that we can be here today and worship a living God because we know the truth and the truth of Jesus Christ has set us free because he told somebody and they told somebody and they told somebody and so on and so on and so on Amen if all of us would just tell one person what we know by Christmas, our church would double by Christmas. Amen. And if we keep doing that, it would multiply so quickly. We would very quickly be over a thousand. And then within just a few months, we'd be over 10,000. And within a few months, we'd be over 100,000. And within less than a year, we could have everybody in Estonia believing God saved and worshiping the King Jesus. If every two months, we just told somebody about Jesus. All of us. If we all did that. Every two months got somebody saved and got them into the, plugged into the kingdom of God. Within a very short time. The whole nation would be in church. We'll call them the church. In, in our the church. whole church would be in church. In our church. <laughs> right? And that's what happened through Paul. That's what happened through Paul. He focused on the purpose. Not the problems. Not, not just being comfortable. Oh God, send me to a place that they like me. No, that wasn't his prayer. His prayer was, God, give me the grace for this day. But as I fulfill your purpose, I will have wisdom. I'll have strength. I will, I will have peace. I will have whatever I need for this day. I thank you for your grace. For my purpose.
If you'll start looking at your life that way, you'll pray different, you'll act different. What's your purpose? And in praying for our family or our businesses, for our friends, for our health, it's not just about you feeling better. It's about ministry. It's about missions. It's about strengthening the church. It's about doing things through media. It's about this generation knowing Jesus Christ. If that would become your focus, when you pray for your friends, you'll pray different. When you pray for your family, you pray different. When you pray for yourself, you'll pray different. Not focused on the little things, but focused on the bigger thing, which is the call of God. And so we are here to make an impact. We've been called by God to make a difference in people's lives, and so we need to do our part. And the Lord strengthens you so you can fulfill your purpose. The more more purpose-focused you are, the more strength you're going to have. You get that? The more you're focused on your purpose, the more strength you're going to have. And then the Lord's going to help you through the tough times. As we read this story about Paul, we see that God did not remove Paul from the trial or the trial from Paul. Instead, he joined Paul in the trial. I'm sure Paul prayed. But I don't think that Paul prayed, God take this trial away. No. He said, Lord, be with me in the trial. And the Lord showed up with him in the trial. When the three boys were thrown into the fire, the Lord showed up with them in the fire. He didn't deliver them from the fire. He showed up in the fire. When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, the Lord did not deliver Daniel out of the lion's den. Or God did not take the lions out of the den. The Lord showed up with Daniel in the lion's den. You see, it's all throughout the Bible. There are some things you have to go through in life. And there is grace for you to go through. And the Lord will show up and he will strengthen you for that. If you keep your focus on him. If you start focusing on the flames or on the lions or on the judge. 
then you are not going to be where God wants you to be. The strength is not going to come. But the Lord will strengthen us so that we can do what we need to do. Verse 18 of this, this uh, Second Timothy chapter 4 says this. So the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me to safety in his heavenly kingdom and to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Küll isan mind ka välja tõmbab kõigist kurjadest tegudest ja aitab oma taevasesse riiki. Temal olgu austus ajastut ajastuteni. Amen. And so the Lord will rescue us. Nii et isand päästab meid. The Lord will rescue us. Isand päästab meid. We just need to keep our focus on him. He'll bring us through. Meie peame lihtsalt oma fookus hoima temale ja tema kannab meid läbi kõigest. The thing we need to realize is God will protect you and deliver you. Ja see, mida sa pead mõistma on see, et Jumal kaitseb sind. And this is why I can boldly say with confidence. Ja sellepärast ma võin julgesti öelda, Tough times won't last. Amen. Amen. Tough times won't last. If you'll keep your focus on Jesus, he will get you through. And this is what the Bible is all about. This is the theme of the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Keep your eyes on the Lord and the Lord will bring you through. And God will do these two things. He will rescue you and he will preserve you in the middle of it. Amen. He'll rescue you, which means eventually he'll take you out. Or, or eventually you'll come through. But while you're there in it, he'll be with you. Amen. You'll be okay. Because you're not alone. And you might look around and say, yes, I am. And you, no, I'm not. I'm not. Paul looked around and he was by himself, but he was not alone. He was not alone. And so the problem is not the question. Strength is the question. Do you have strength? Do you have strength? Do you have the grace that is giving you the strength to face the problem? And many times we're asking God to get us out of something when we need to be asking God to help us to stand in it. Sometimes instead of asking God to take that person out of your life, you need to ask God for, for strength to stand with them in your life strength to stand with them in your life. Because it, it, it's, it's, you know, those things aren't going to last forever. You just need to be the best that you can be in the middle of the problem. And you're going to need some grace. If you have strength, the problem is no problem. Amen. If you have strength, 
Kui sul on jõudu või tugevus, your problem is no problem. Siis see probleem ei olegi tegelikult mingi probleem. If you don't have strength, kui sul ei ole jõudu, your problem is a real problem. Siis see probleem on tõeline probleem. So let's get the strength. Let's focus in the right place to get strength. Nii et keskendume õigele, õigesse paika, kus me saame omale jõudu ja tugevust. And we need grace. Ja me vajame armu. And grace is a work of the Holy Spirit. Ja arm on püha vaimu töö. Many people are confused with what, about what the Holy Spirit does. Ja paljud inimestel on segadus selles osas, et mida püha vaim teeb. But what the Holy Spirit does is he's here to help. Aga püha vaim teeb seda just, et ta on siin selleks, et aidata meid. And some people think that the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the goosebumps when ja, we're in church sometimes. Ja mõned inimesed arvad, et püha vaim on see, kes toob meil kana naha jõule mõnikord, kui me oleme koguduses. Isn't that what the Holy Spirit does? Kas see ei ole mitte see, mida püha vaim kutsutud tegema? He gives me the goosebumps. Ta annab mulle kana naha. Well, yeah, he might do that. Ja, ta võib seda teha küll. But that's not his main job. Aga see ei ole tema peamine ülesanne. His main job is to help you. Ja, tema peamine ülesanne on aidata sinu. His main job is he's going to strengthen you. Ta annab sulle jõudu. And so we need to have him in our lives. Because we're not always going to be here in church having goosebumps. After two hours we leave here and we go out into the real world. And it's the grace of God that's going to help us through. And his main ministry is to give you strength. Let me read this 2 Corinthians 12.9. Paul is facing again something that's given him stress all the time. He's facing this situation that every day he's like, not again. And he said, Lord, can you please take this person out of my life? Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Aga Jumal ütles Pauluses, siis sulle saab küllat minu armustest, vägi saab nõtlusest täie võimuse. My grace is enough. Minu armust piisab. My grace is enough. Minu armust on küllat. When you're weak, kui sina oled nõrk, my grace will make you strong. Siis minu arm teeb siit tugevaks. Inner strength. Sisemine tugevus. And then you know what Paul said after that? Ja tead, mida Paulus ütles pärast seda. He said, therefore... I'm going to boast more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power will rest on me. So yes, this little girl's driving me crazy. Because this girl was walking around with him and calling him, here's the man of God, here's the prophet. And and everywhere he went it was just mocking 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 and Paul knew she couldn't beat up the little girl he knew that so he said God please let her not show up today and God said, no, no, no. My grace is more than enough. And so Paul said, then let your grace reign. Let your grace reign in me. Let your grace strengthen me today. I'm going to be all that I can be today because your grace is going to be on me because here she comes. 
Here she comes. You're more than enough. There's some times in our life where we see somebody coming and we just need to say, okay, God, you're more than enough. We see a situation happen and we look up and say, okay, God, you're more than enough. He had a revelation. Paul had a turnaround here. In his life. And, and like some of you need a turnaround today. Where you stop focusing on the problem. Stop focusing on this little girl. Stop focusing on what's happening. Say, oh, Jesus. Give me your grace today. Give me your strength. That inner strength today. I need it. I need it. He got a revelation of this like you need to get a revelation of this. This grace is what you need to get through. It's the grace of God that will strengthen you. Your little problem. It's not going to be too big for you. Amen. And when you have little problems, you'll have little grace. But when you have big problems, you'll have bigger grace. Amen. And when you have three problems, you're going to have bigger grace. More and more grace to strengthen you on the inside so that you're going to be okay in your life. Amen. Would you stand with me? Thank the Lord for grace. The Lord strengthens us with his grace. The Lord is more than enough for what you face. He's bigger than you. He's bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your enemy. He's bigger than the devil. He's bigger than anything you'll ever have happen to you. And so we look to him. We focus our eyes on him. The only one who gives us strength. The only one who gives us grace. This grace that strengthens us on the inside. And so we need to focus on him. And so let's just close our eyes. Let's just raise our hands. Let's start thanking God for grace. Oh, thank you Lord for grace. Thank you Lord for grace in our lives. Thank you that your grace is more than enough. Thank you, Lord, for strength that comes in the time of weakness. Lord, help us to focus on you and not a problem. You are more than enough. You're more than enough. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that you go with us. I thank you that we're never alone. We're never alone. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just declare this with me today. Say, God, I need your grace. God, I need your help. God, I need you to strengthen me on the inside. Lord, I need you to strengthen me in life. Ma vajan, et sa teeks mind tugevaks elus. Ma vajan, et sa teeks mind tugevaks elus. 
and I need your grace to see me through. Ja ma vajan sinu armu, mis kannaks mind läbi. Ma vajan sinu armu, mis kannaks mind läbi. And I believe you. Ja ma usun sind. Ja ma usun sind. I believe your promises. Ma usun sinu tõotusi. Ma usun sinu tõotusi. And I believe tough times won't last. Ja ma usun, et rasked ajad ei jää kestma. I believe ja ma usun, et rasked ajad ei jää kestma. Amen. Amen. My God is big enough for you. He's big enough for you. Your life is, is easy for God. If you just keep your eyes on him. He'll see you through. And whatever it is that you face. Will not be able to remain. Tough times won't last. Tough times won't last. Just declare it again. Say tough times won't last. Tough times won't last. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? You get something out of this today. Amen. Would you come? Uh, worship team, go ahead and come. Get ready for for worship. And and we're gonna sing before we go. But I want you to leave here today knowing that the Lord is with you. If you need to make some adjustments, if you need to, to, to get right with the Lord, man, do that. If you need to make some adjustments so that your life can be in his hands, do that. But just know that he loves you so much. And his grace is going to be more than enough for you this week. Whatever you face, he'll give you that inner strength to make it through. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to know I love you. So honored to be the pastor of this church.